Hi everybody, welcome to episode one of Displaced People, a podcast about finding your place in the creative industry and the worlds that surround it. My name is Maggie. And my name is Ola. We decided to start Displaced People. In fact, we started first of all to, we decided first of all to start a podcast. It wasn't necessarily going to be Displaced People and that came about through the way we communicate. We communicate a lot through WhatsApp and a lot through um, voice notes. I think we are very fond of the voice notes. So um, <laughs> in our voice notes, we talk about everything. We're quite good, I would say we're quite good friends. So yeah, we talk about um, everything, all kind of topics. And then I think it was like, reflecting on what we talk about and how we communicate yeah so from there we um kind of refined the idea actually had like proper meetings we're like okay what are we gonna do <laughs> what are we interested in what are we talking about what's out there and um we came up with displaced people so on this podcast we're going to be talking about a variety of things um we're going to be talking about our lived experiences um in our respective cities that we lived in paris and berlin um we're going to be talking about traveling abroad um our careers passion projects um i guess like dating and settling down yeah it's relevant it's it's on the mind it's on the mind (laughs) hot topic clocks are ticking Mm. um (laughs) the black experience i think specifically in europe um, and I think it would be interesting to talk about that in Africa as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, cultural differences and just being culturally aware. Yeah, so we just kind of wanted to find a way of having these conversations and sharing these conversations in a conversational way as well. <laughs> so we don't want it to be just us like lecturing. Um, because there's no, well, some things there's a right and wrong way, but generally with business and life and relationships and stuff like that there's loads of different ways so this is just our intake based off what we know from people that we know and yeah um we hope that there's something in what we said that interests you and you'll stay with us on this journey amen (laughs) (laughs) so maggie what's new how's your week been yeah i'm I'm good. I decided to quit my job. Um, But I think that, yeah, that was like a long time coming. Because I think I, I think mentally I had already kind of checked out of that job. Yeah, like four months ago. Mm. But I was still doing it just to receive a paycheck every month. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it's just... Sometimes you get comfortable, and I think that's what I realised with most jobs that I have done. It's kind of you get comfortable, you get complacent with the idea of, you know, going into work, and it kind of, it helps you with the routine of life. But I feel like essentially working full-time and working in an office isn't for everyone. And I feel like... Yeah. We have really been institutionalised to, I don't know, just to think that, you know... Once you have to kind of go through the process of things. So once you finish school, you go to college. Once you go to college, you go to university. Once you go to university, you get your job. Yeah. And then that's kind of like the path you're supposed to take. So anything that deviates away from that, I feel like most of the time, people don't really understand it. And Mm. they always think like, how are you going to sustain this? How are you going to survive? 
Particularly, and I think, um, parents. Definitely but then parents. as well, it's a, a lot of young thing. people as well, they just don't, don't get it. But I think that's one of the cool things about growing up is being exposed maybe to um, different ways of living and realising that even though we've been told this is what you have to do, mm. you can sustain a lifestyle that you have and not work five days a week. Exactly. And, and not have to be in an office. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I just think it, sometimes it's scary, like, you know, really just following your heart or following your intuition. Honestly, it's like that job. I hate it. I really <laughs> hated it. But the only thing that was keeping me going was the money. But it's just like, it's not. Like, it's not enough. It's not, it's not enough and it's not mm. worth it. Basically, I had it in mind to kind of quit. I was thinking just like, when? Like, the timing. I was just like, okay, I have to wait until this day or maybe I'll wait until the end of the month. But having a conversation with a colleague of mine, it helped me, like, reaffirm what I was yeah. thinking. It's like, even I hadn't seen her in literally a few months. And when I bumped into her, I was just like, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. Like, what's new? And she literally just told me that she was leaving. And I was like, okay. Like, that's... Me too. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. me yeah. as well. Like, I mean, it was after the conversation that I had with her and essentially the company itself, it's kind of a really large um, corporate business. Um, yeah, without giving too much away. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, in those kind of work and office environments, you are always the minority. There aren't that many black people. So essentially, in every other team, you probably will be the only black person. You are the token black. Mm. You are there. <laughs> You're literally their guide on what is cool. You're their guide on, you know, how to be politically correct in some cases so it's it's annoying because it's like you always have to be that that voice or you know yeah, if they're yeah, trying always to always a spokesperson of what is exactly black so it's like she kind of had that shared experience and we're kind of like chopping it up over lunch just talking about everything and i just think the one thing that bothered me about her story why she was leaving I think like the the pay gap between her and her colleagues and it's like what she expressed to me was like she essentially was doing the same job if not more work than mm. her other colleagues who are non-black and was literally basically earning eight thousand pounds less than them that's crazy and it's like every time she tried to bring this up with her hr team or even with her direct line managers it was like always you know they'll just gaslight her it's making the her craziest feel like thing is them not seeing it as a problem. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, it's a pay gap that, you know, it's because you maybe started a bit later and, you know, you'll catch up by the next pay rise. It's like, mm. it's 8K. That's <laughs> the, that makes a difference. That makes a difference. <laughs> and it's just sad because it's, that was kind of the main reason why she decided to leave. But there are also a number of things that kind of just dealing with microaggressions from like different team members and mm. just the general like kind of, discrimination that she'll kind of face within that role and sometimes it's just not worth it it's not worth it for your your mental health and just your overall well-being yeah so how are you feeling about it i think it was quite stressful because it was just a lot of people that i had to talk to and kind of because even I'm the, the process of um actually quitting yeah. can be quite daunting like the actual i don't know for me like the actual okay gonna have to type up i'm gonna have to hand it to them and it's gonna be i just find it awkward basically it's very awkward <laughs> and that's the thing like thankfully i didn't have to like hand in like a sheet of a4 paper to oh, anyone can i um can i, can I, I, can I still leave for five yeah. minutes <laughs> <laughs> 
think do I do it at the beginning of the day? Do I wait to end of the day? Do a lunch? Like, or, you know, do I actually plan a time in a diary? Checking someone's yeah. calendar. Like, okay, no, don't have a meeting at two p.m. So maybe I can take them away for about ten minutes. No, that, like, that letter's been in your desk for like the last three days. You're like, okay, Wednesday, I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, that's a, like thankfully I didn't mm. have to. Um, yeah, I didn't have to actually talk to anyone face to face. But it was just a lot of back and forth emails and it was just annoying I just wanted to hand this notice in <laughs> send literally click send and go about my way like go about my business but yeah, I think yeah. everything was a discussion so literally as soon as I handed in that notice on the afternoon the amount of emails I had the next day and the amount of phone calls I had to take like justifying my reason like why do you want to leave is it something we've done like what can we do it's just like there's nothing you can do like I, I, I guess because a lot of people do use it as a way to kind of like get to, to negotiate yeah. instead of asking first or sometimes you do ask first but it's like okay if i'm saying i'm leave if i'm gonna say i'm leaving then you know i might get pay rise <laughs> yeah i mean it's true sometimes it does work i've yeah. done that before but great the decision now i'm in a space i'm just like cool like now well technically i still have to work up to notice which, mm. but i mean as of next saturday I will. You're a free woman. I I will be a free woman, yeah. and I mean, even with that, it will allow me time to kind of focus and really think of everything that I want to kind of accomplish for the rest of this year, the reign of like 2019, and then really map out the things that I want to do yeah. in 2020, and like how I can go about doing this, and it will just give me the time to think because I think when you work full time and you're trying to like juggle other things, i.e. like a business or maybe like. I don't know, it could be something as small as like a hobby. You enjoy taking photos, you enjoy doing people's nails, you enjoy making wigs, like yeah. whatever your thing may be. But if you do that while you're literally working for someone else or you have to spend at least 40 hours or even more in another place, there's no way to ever balance the two like perfectly yeah. and harmoniously. So I think that's the one thing is like I can, I'm quite hopeful, I think. Yesterday, there was a lot of uncertainties. I was, like, really scared. I was just confused. I was almost, like, regretting the decision. But, but I think it, it's normal because your job is your security, right? Mm. That That's kind of, like, what we've been being told i think like my dad would sometimes say this all like half bread better than no bread i, I don't believe in that by the way yeah. but it's kind of like <laughs> a lot of people feel like you know your job is your value it's your worth it's um it's everything you don't have a job what do you have but mm. i think in in doing different things and i think it's more about knowing about what you want to do even if right now you're not necessarily able to jump on everything straight away you know what you want to do you know what you want to work on you might not necessarily know the path mm. but you've been able to so far instrument things in a way so yeah. that you've been able to kind of get there in some way and even if it did mean sometimes okay you are doing a job where it's more about the money position or the the value mm. but even then sometimes we do have to do things like that we do sometimes money is important yeah. in the um, society we live in so sometimes we do have to take those money jobs but the money job does open doors to you then maybe having this time to think about what you want to do next that's your week yeah that was uh, that was literally my week yeah I don't know if oh, I want to talk about my week anymore because <laughs> <laughs> yeah not as dramatic <laughs> yeah, I didn't do much you know I just um... screaming <laughs> What do you do? Nothing. Oh, no, no, I did. How was okay. your week, Ola? My your week? week, okay. Um, so I work part-time as a studio 
coordinator and I work part-time for myself. So um, I have quite set hours as a studio coordinator. And when I'm there, I'm very productive and I get a lot done. Mm. But I feel like personally with my own stuff, it's been a bit of a foggy week where you know you have to get things done. Mm. But somehow the last month, I would even say, you've managed to just find excuses to not do yeah. almost anything. And, um, I can relate. <laughs> getting to the end of the year as well, I do have quite a few different deadlines coming up. And one particularly pressing one, because I'm actually um, studying at the moment as well, literally mm. have one too many things on my plate. Um, and I have um, um, a presentation. I would say it's kind of like my dissertation um, that I have to do, and it's quite a big project. And um, I've, in my mind, I allocated this time to kind of work on it, and I haven't. Mm. Um, I think it's a mixture of being so busy this year that I've kind of just needed this a bit of time to do nothing mm. and I know I'll always get I'll know I'll get in for sure mm. I'll meet the deadline I'll God willing get a good grade <laughs> <laughs> and I'll graduate again but um, yeah it's just finding the motivation to do it really because what I really want to do is just work on my designs I just want to work on my business I want to mm. do the fun stuff I'm tired of doing administrative things which is like such a big part of running your own business I just want to do the things that got me into into wanting to work for myself which yeah. is to create my art in a way and mm -hmm. I just kind of I think knowing that I see it as even though it's something that's going to be very useful for me and it's going to propel my career in a different path. Um, I feel like I'm kind of talking in, in riddles, but basically I'm doing like a PG cert and I um, lecture. And um, so it's something to kind of aid with my lecturing. Mm. But, um, and I enjoy doing that, but obviously the formal side of, you know, getting a qualification and having to write things up formally and being an academic, and getting into education again when mm. you did an art degree and you didn't have to really write anything. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you did an exam? <laughs> an exam even. Yeah. A French exam. I was learning French at some point, so that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> All my A-levels. Yeah, I mean like a, an academic <laughs> exam, like not a language time, exam. Time, time, time ago. So doing yeah. that, Harvard referencing, writing things in a scholarly way, yeah. specifically. So it's not just ramblings on the page, scholarly, all that kind of stuff. It's been quite difficult. It's been challenging. And I think it's been quite nice for me to kind of realise that I can actually do this mm. as well. Because obviously I haven't had to do anything that, um, you know, I chose... Um, an artistic route and I haven't had to do something this academic in a long time yeah. so actually doing it and it's been quite comforting actually that I've managed to get really good grades and so I've been quite self-deprecating um, just like oh, I'll do it but I'm probably gonna get like an E and I've been getting like B's and A's and I'm like what? Okay, okay. yeah. Country friend. <laughs> <A> professor. <laughs> do you mean? I'm like doing my PhD next. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's comforting knowing that okay I can do this yeah. but it's not easy for me at all. It's not easy for me in the class, I often feel like everyone obviously knows more than I do. People be using words or like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what they're talking about. Even at the beginning when people would say to me, are you academic? I'm like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
obviously I know what academic academia means, but what is it to be academic? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What do you, what does it mean? Is it is it because I'm I'm studying? Do you have to do a PhD to be academic? Is it just because I'm a lecturer? Like what does that even mean? It's a way of life, joking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like quite a new world because even though it's in the art world and I'm mm. you know going and I'm going to be lecturing mainly in art, textile, stuff like that. Yeah. It's still a quite an academic world. It's not as um, I go when it comes to lecturing. It's still it's still quite formulaic, and there's ways you have to do it. It's an education mm. system. There's you know you have to analyze things. You have to grade things. There's formative assessment. Yeah. You know there's a lot in it that has nothing in a way to do with art and being creative and creating. It's yeah. almost tick boxing in a way. Like it's if like, you can show your work in a certain way, apparently you're a good student. But do you feel like having to kind of theorize everything that you're doing does it take the fun out of it slightly like, do you now see it slightly differently well because i'm not really even talking about my work in this it's mm. more about teaching teaching theories teaching models and mm. kind of working around that relating it to basically being a, a lecturer a teacher in the field that i'm in yeah. but it's i don't have to relate it to my work but i guess it's interesting to see you know I guess thinking back of myself as an art student mm. and when you think of the students and stuff I mean there's a lot of politics in there there's loads of things to do with attainment gaps with black students and how black students work uh, are marked and just there's just loads in there that's like a whole nother podcast but um <laughs> just <laughs> or a whole nother episode maybe not podcast maybe a podcast <laughs> as well yeah another spin-off another <laughs> exactly but it's just interesting to me that to be honest how you can just get kind of you can be a good student even an art student just Mm. by doing certain things Mm. in a way of course you have to have the creativity and stuff like that but if you know what the what you're being marked on and you're doing that why can't you get first Mm. do you know what i mean Why, why not yeah um but then you would think in the art world it shouldn't it's always going to be, I guess, an ongoing topic where how do you mark art students? What is good art? What mm. do what criteria do we put in place? Do you even really do you even really need to have this whole degree system mm. um, for these kind of subjects? Is it really relevant? Because at the end of the day, no one's asked to prove that what grade I got for my degree. Same. I think I, I could. I should have just said I got it first. To be honest, no one. <laughs> No, no one sucks, yeah. That's the that's the thing. It's like no one really asks at all. I feel like it's always about your body of work. It's about your body of work and yeah. what you can do. And I kind of just saw it more as, and I think I've always felt like that, even as a student. Where okay, even though I'm doing a, a textiles degree, it's a degree, so mm. somewhat it will make my parents a little bit happy <laughs> because okay, just for them. Fair enough. I'm I'm not going to be a doctor. But at least I have a degree. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least I have a degree. So it's like something. And, you know, I went to a really good art university. Mm. So there's that clout there. But then... Screaming. <laughs> I am done. It's true, because all these things kind of add up. Do you know what I mean? Before people see your work, it's mm. like, okay, you studied this. Oh, and you went here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you lived there. Oh, and you know this person. Oh, were you in the same year? Because all the time, it's still to now, I get people say, oh, you went to... Um, what is such at Martins? Oh, cool. Do you know this person? Ooh, name dropping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Might as well be be honest. Ooh, it's not too killer. personal. <laughs> 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 
So yeah, went to Central Saint Martin's. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Energy. Say it. Say They'll it. Be into like, the oh, cool. So you must know this person. But I'm like, no, actually, um, I don't. But <laughs> you're so funny though because as soon as you go to some places, that person maybe graduated in like 2007 or <laughs> 2015. But oh, you must know this person. No, we weren't even. We didn't even. Oh in we weren't in the same building at any point at the same time. <laughs> I do not know them. Oh Sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's that institution, though. Yeah. It's the name. I feel like, if anything, that's the main thing that carries it. Because yeah. I've literally heard a lot of people... Not a lot of people. I've heard some stories about the teaching methods for some of the courses are a bit questionable. It's... So, yeah. But essentially... But then sometimes it, it works. Yeah, There's still something definitely. about it that... that, that um, works it's like it varies but i think if anything it's definitely like i think in london specifically and i think even when i was um living in berlin it's like there are a few especially when it comes to art schools or art institutions or if you're doing like any kind of like i don't know like maybe a degree or short course where you study does kind of i feel like it does have some influence on but where people you work. Really assume as well yeah. that you'll have this style or this standard of work mm. or this way of thinking. There's an expectation of like students who have, who basically are like alumni of mm. said institution. Because I feel like I've definitely seen that a lot, like especially in London when it comes to art schools. It's like if you don't go to like maybe the top two or top three, it's kind of like, where did you go to this? <laughs> no, honestly, it's like yeah. that kind of attitude. Because that's the thing. I remember, like, it was even I was years ago, like, when I was applying for courses. Well, not courses. I was applying for um, different programs, at, but I knew I specifically wanted to go to art school because the course I wanted to do mm. was, it was basically, I'll just say it, it's, <laughs> it was fashion journalism. And there weren't, at the time, there weren't many universities that, that taught that course. And then the modules, I just wanted to learn about printmaking. Or not printmaking, magazine making. Yeah. So, yeah, there were literally three universities. So, obviously, the top one, University of the <laughs> Arts London. Yeah. Uh, university for the Creative Arts. But was then, it really the top university for that um, degree? Or was it the most well-known university for that degree? Both. It was okay. literally a combination okay. of those two things. <laughs> It was yeah. like for that degree, because yeah. I was thinking, okay, who who's attended these universities? Like right. the alumni, what have they gone on to do? Like gone on to do? Oh, um, so you proper research when you were going to uni. I researched. I feel like I just fell into it. Like I did I actually wanted to go to Brighton. Okay, random. Okay, if I have to leave London, where would I want to live? Outside of the U- outside of London, sorry. And I was like, Brighton's okay. pretty nice, and they have a decent art department next <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like there was something else earlier we were talking about and we spun into this and i cannot think what on earth it was <laughs> oh yeah my pg search i was talking about my week <laughs> so yeah basically i just oh, need to be on it like christmas holiday what christmas holiday like I'm, every free day that i have if I, just a thing i could do it i could do it quickly it's just this procrastination it's like, oh because everything i do i have to prove it and I'm just like, oh, I read about it already. I want to write up what I read and reference back, and it's just long. So I know I can do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull out the bag. If I manage to get an A grade or B grade overall, I'll be happy. But most of all, I just want to pass. That's it. Okay, so what's next? So what's next? Okay, um, I need to get on my um, 
my work for sure <laughs> that needs to be done next time you hear from me i'm gonna be like it's done and you um i think what i need to do this week and what i need to focus on is definitely yeah just like reinvesting some time into my business and i think also um some of my relationships but not necessarily in a romantic sense mm. i think just a lot of people that i've kind of met this year mm-hmm. um and just really trying to nurture those um because i think sometimes when you meet people it's like you it's like everyone lives the everyone kind of goes their separate ways they live their own life and i think sometimes it's important to check in with people which you have like a list of people i need to more or less some people text back and just emails to send okay. just a bit of like <laughs> clocked what you said yeah <laughs> just a bit of housekeeping really on the i guess like social side of things um well, yeah because essentially it's like you never know when these relationships that you have with people when it'll kind of you know come into play whether there's ways that they can help you if there's ways that you can help them kind of bringing people in kind of just really like building up a solid community so mm. i think that's something that i really want to focus my attention on because i think that's in the past i have just really neglected that literally a whole year later to do big friends with people but i guess so. we're, we're <laughs> wrapping up but i guess that's interesting actually the whole relationship thing and it's mm. dif- difficult to um maintain lots of well meaningful relationships and I guess sometimes it, it is that you can't, I think it's impossible yeah. to, to have that kind of like deep relationship with everyone. But sometimes there's just people that just know like what the deal is. We're, we're, it's not even like you're using anyone, but you can't keep in contact constantly. But at the same time, when you need to talk to each other, it's don't, you don't feel like you're using each other. Because mm. it's also not always a situation where it's like, I'm only messaging you because I want something. It's a mutual understanding. Yeah. yeah. All right. So guess that's it yeah until next time until next time thank Find you for listening. we did anything on our to-do list <laughs> <laughs> say bye i did say bye say bye like wrap it up bye see you next week see you next time innit? <laughs> Joking, um, bye thanks for listening today Whoa. we gotta go yeah <laughs> <Got that. laughs> bye